0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awakening Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today, my good friend Brian Rawls is back with us and we're talking about embracing the dark angel of self, the shadow aspect. So part of what we're gonna talk about today is how to embrace the dark angel within and manifest your true power. We're going to talk about how to appropriately honor your ancestors and how to make an ancestral altar we're also going to receive two short live activations from Brian and his team, reigniting your flame activation and activation of ancestral healing. All that and so much more. Of course, we're gonna take live caller questions. You can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. And for those of you who don't know Brian, <clears throat> he's been with us many times before. I'm um, so glad he's back with us. He's very talented, very gifted. And Brian has been uh, working with spirit as a medium, channel, healer, you name it, for a long, long time. <laughs> and um, tarot reader as well. So he's an intuitive medium, uh, a psychic, uh, a healer, light language, facilitator, um, Reiki, master, etc. cetera. So much, right? And So he devotes himself to helping people find purpose in their life providing guidance, as well as providing closure and comfort to those who have had souls dear to them pass beyond the veil without the opportunity to say goodbye. Uh, He can channel many energies to help you with your questions from spirit guides, angels, archangels, fairies, elementals, gods and goddesses, celestial beings, and other galactic energies. So, so much. And so, we're going to, you know, talk about so much today, but he is um, available for so much more than just what we're going to share today on today's show. So uh with all that being said, Brian, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hello, alara and thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure being with uh being here with you. Absolutely. So, Brian, t- today we are talking about
0: embracing the dark angel of self, the, the the dark angel within the shadow, the shadow self. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: So basically the shadow aspect is it, it was popularized by uh a swiss psychiatrist uh named uh carl jung mm-hmm. and basically everybody has a shadow aspect all right everybody has uh has a um a dark side basically and uh a lot of the a lot of the shadow aspect gets um, gets rep- uh, repressed uh, at a very young age, so that is where um, where shadow work and inner child work uh, begins to start um, manifesting and begins to start showing itself in life. Uh, so uh, once once basically the uh, this is basically a side of self that our our elders basically have taught us to um, to basically shun away, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's known at, uh, it's known to manifest as emotions. It's known to manifest as um, behaviors, and it's also known to manifest uh, as um, as certain. And certain manifestations, uh, such as um, particular abilities and talents, as well, uh, because that is uh, that's after releasing and after uh, working and bringing back in balance of the shadow self, uh, basically, that is what is available to you: is your talents, is your uh, is your spiritual abilities because we, this is exactly where uh where they manifest from is uh is basically the dark the the places within the side within inside ourselves that has been uh, cast in shadows for so long because it's known in many uh many uh, religions that uh, psychic abilities are known as the devil's work or uh, known as uh, evil's work so uh, I uh, I like to think of the shadow self as you have a good angel and you have a devil over here or a, a little angel and a little devil over here and yeah, uh, and some folks say it's the good consciousness and uh, the one that eggs you on, or the ego. And how I work specific- specifically with a person's uh, shadow self, or have I, uh, or how I have uh, became aware of it, is uh, during first deep work within myself. And that's where, uh, that's where basically, uh, manifesting, uh, the, the particular, uh, manifestations of shadow work, uh, comes from is actually dealing with the shadow self and those particular blessings are what comes after. So, uh, so how I basically deal with them is I, First, start off by reviewing parts of the childhood. The childhood is, is very crucial here in shadow work because that's where everything starts getting repressed. That's where everything starts getting, uh, no, you shouldn't do that, or yes, you should do that, or, uh, or that's good, that's bad, that's uh, right, that's wrong. Uh, see, it's the exact uh, some folks call this polarization work uh because uh it that's exactly what shadow is is right wrong good bad uh it's the exact opposite of what light would be it's dark so when when dealing particularly with the shadow self i like to find the flame first so that is where my first activation is going to come in at. And it's the flame that exposes the shadow areas. And when we, when we reignite the flame, uh, which we, hear, we will hear in just a moment, mm-hmm. um, but once we ignite that flame, this basically allows for all of the dark areas within the psyche to become more illuminated, to become more um, more exposed, to become more raw. As that rawness emerges and comes up and, uh, and begins to manifest, that is where we may begin to cry, may begin to uh, weep, may begin to scream, may begin to yell, may begin to, uh, to um, uh, get deep down in our uh in our deepest darkest desires and some of us like to do this alone some of us like want to do this in the public some of us want to want to do this uh in a group it all depends it's all personally on preference all right and how comfortable you are in exposing the self and basically that's what it is is the self that really needs to be uh it's, it's where you need to be comfortable. It's what you need to be comfortable about is that self. So what we're going to do is we're going to reignite that flame. So I want everybody to take some deep breaths in. I want everyone to get grounded uh, into Mother Earth. And I normally like to do this by connecting into the heart chakra. And as we connect into the heart chakra, basically, we're going to connect into that life force. And this is what my lovely teacher taught me. And uh, and basically, this is uh, this is a brand new teacher, but I adore her. Um, but it's, we connect into the heart, connect into the life force breath. As we connect into the heart, we move down into the solar plexus, down into the sacral, down into the root, throwing that grounding cord down into Mother Earth, flowing down into the ground, down into the mantle, down into the core, looping around the core, bringing that mother earth energy back up through the mantle, through the crust, through your feet, moving that energy back up through your thighs, through your root, through your sacral, through your solar heart, and once
2: you'll take a deep breath then In the bokure nesindoro <speaking> ne sin do ora atay no re me kinde ela kata ora stay no uk din de ela kata ra stay no uk is din the holo ku rando o ko te embo kuda anda ay te es ti de me e kata urash ve lo ku to ora ta ay ne etis Runa mocote la cream ekyastur, dambo rata cayate is selukurano, dembaha tayenela de no rocotura na ariete imbihite itembur, bando locote la creasta in esisi escicienda maar, de la crono ura atayate eli, riandawa diano uresh barro cote il ymana ars in della chiastora ataigne ekist and allow that
1: igniting of that flame
2: ra danu ro kutu ro tura tarien ekwa buro cotesh no kubre anda videm barro cotey mkuura is Vindela Kriata Ayeshtu. Rokote emku Urana Aratai. Vendo mokutu Ureshta in de Pro tembo kuku kokona aratay me. Bembarakay deshtian nook. Roku tembo De la Cree et endo Rath ut estayano undawa. De la Cree et endo ocuta ra anayate ignim. Rata rosh, Prinde etiasto. Oh Rata ayane eti. And just allow that plane to illuminate
1: all the shadow aspects, all the shadow self as it ignites. and then brings illumination throughout your whole soul. Just allow for that vibration and that energy just to permeate throughout the auric field and into the universe, allowing the shadow aspects and the energy and the current of the shadow aspects to just flow out, to
2: permeate throughout the auric field, and take a deep breath in
1: and you may feel your heartbeat increase, you may feel it thump, allow for yourself to re-ground back out, calling in the energy of the Pisces constellation to ground you out, integrating this energy and integrating the shadow aspects with the energy of the Ophicius constellation. The Ophicius constellation is connected to your central nervous system. Allow it, to move to the central nervous system, integrating that
2: current, integrating that energy.
1: And deep breath in. And when you are ready, you are in- now, able to open your eyes and just come back, come back naturally. Don't bring yourself swiftly out of it. Just come back naturally. Okay. All right, we're just waiting for just a couple more energies just to come back through. Mm-hmm. Come back in. All right. Perfect. So, so I know that was, uh, that made my uh, heartbeat increase dramatically. So, um, so basically that is, uh, that is a reigniting the flame that will uh, begin to start illuminating uh, particular areas of, uh, the shadow self that you may not have been aware of, or you may not have uh, been uh, particularly uh, comfortable with, or may not have been particularly um, uh, too fond of. So uh, do, um, do pay attention to the thoughts and, uh, and particularly the conversations that you have with yourself. Uh, and also have that you have with other people, because remember the uh, shadow self likes to reflect back at us like a mirror. All right. And a lot of us will find, uh, shadow, uh, um, shadow aspects in other people and they reflect back. And I mean, they like literally ping back. And I mean, like literally will pop you right in the face and i've had that quiet uh quite a few times uh happen in the past a uh, couple weeks with all these uh retrograding planets coming back in direct um, but <clears throat> after becoming more aware of uh the shadow aspects, you have to remember not to shame it you have to remember not to uh not to hide it back in the shadows because hiding the back in the shadows is something that uh, that will not benefit you, that will not benefit your uh, relationship, will not benefit uh, your current reality, will not benefit uh, the reflection of uh, your reality out the public either. Because remember, we are all, uh, everything we are, uh, we are in contact with and everything that we are not in contact with we are connected to regardless of whether you like it or not mm-hmm. and uh and that is the good the bad and the ugly and you are connected to it so that energy be reflects what is going on from the inside out okay so as you're going from the inside remember that everything that you do on the inside reflects also on the outside and the universe and mother earth herself so we are not just doing our work we are doing the planet's work too so it's a win-win situation so why not do it all right after uh we don't shame it i would uh, like to specifically uh look at particular triggers that bring up shadow aspects of myself all right and the uh these particular triggers can be people they can be places they can be uh they can be certain situations they can be certain substances they can be certain behaviors they can be certain um, uh, certain inanimate objects that bring about memories of a past event or a possibly a present event. Because don't just look in your past for uh, the shadow aspect. Also look in your present. Um, because I have been diving rather deep into my shadow aspect here the past, uh, I would say, four weeks. And plant medicine is a good way of doing that. Um, but I'm just dipping my toes in the plant medicine, but that's a whole nother show. But another good way of uh, exploring the shadow is also exploring our ancestors, okay? and uh the reasoning for this is because you can also look at the past patterns behaviors and situations that your ancestors have been in or that have or they that they have uh put themselves into because remember some of the things that we uh, that we put ourselves into, they are already predestined. We are already we already charted them. All right. Now, not everything is set in stone, but there are predestined um, there are predestined uh, notches in everything, or in our chart, or in everybody's chart. Okay. But ancestor veneration is where you can begin with ancestral healing, okay? So ancestral veneration is another one of uh, my uh, uh, favorite subjects. And the reasoning for this is because my practice uh, deals a lot with ancestor veneration uh, because of my lovely grandmother and uh, my spirit confidant uh which she has been rather uh in the shadows lately so i know what she's doing um but uh ancestor veneration is honoring our ancestors and remembering them not worshiping them okay we don't worship our ancestors okay these are and these are not just these are not just deceased loved ones these can come from lineage ancestors such as like blood ancestors these can come through as spiritual ancestors these can come through as um as teacher ancestors all right all of my teachers uh i i venerate them whether they're living or dead and i the reason for that is uh, because we are God, and God is within us, and we are a spark of that divine creation. And uh, if any of my teachers are out there, I don't worship y'all like a dead person, so don't worry. But I do, uh, I do show gratitude to your soul. Uh, but that is uh, that is particularly something that we we tend to. We tend to not quite understand what venerate and worship is. So venerate is, like I said, it's remembering and reminiscing and sharing time or spending time with them. Uh, and I know a lot of y'all are probably looking at me like, I'm crazy, spending time with spirit. Well, I do this on a regular. I do this once in the morning and once at night. Uh, how I venerate my uh, ancestors will probably be totally different than what y- how y'all venerate y'all's ancestors. So, basically, how I'm going to give y'all an example of how I do mine, but let me get me something to drink first. So, basically, how I venerate my ancestors is <clears throat> I build an ancestor altar. An ancestor altar is, it can be as simple as a candlelight, a glass of water, and a picture, or it can be as elaborate as a whole on wall. It all depends on personal preference. But how I like to do it, I have a whole half a wall dedicated to my ancestors. And it's right behind my front door. And I put them in the uh, in the action because uh, I use my ancestors in my day to day practice, and basically I have a big old wall full of my deceased loved ones' pictures and uh, and particular monuments of like uh, when they passed, when they uh, were born, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, almost like the pamphlets of uh, during their funeral or their celebration of life. And uh, I also have my uh, family crest and uh, the name, uh, the name of my um, of my father's last name and what it means and every good, all that good stuff. Um, my grandmother on or my mom's side is a little bit hard to do that, but uh, on my father's side it was rather easy. Um, then I have two uh, two candles, white and black, and The reason why I put white and black up there is because uh, I am basically bringing them balance. Okay. I'm bringing them illumination, but at the same time, I'm bringing them balance. A lot of uh, you, uh, a lot of y'all, regular ancestor uh, venerators. Uh, maybe saying I'm doing it wrong, but if uh, if I wanted rules, I'd go to church. Okay, but um, but that's beside the point. Um, but I do it my way because that's how I'm comfortable with. Okay, so do it the way that you see fit. Okay, if it doesn't work for you, don't do it. All right, but do the way that you see fit, and uh, it can
2: started out
1: by a white candle a picture of your most favorite ancestor and uh a maybe their favorite drink of a glass of water or um or a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and after that you uh, you grab them um uh, Uh, their cup of coffee then you always mirror image what you have put on that altar onto you so basically you would give yourself a cup of coffee as well because you would want to enjoy it with them uh you would want to um, believe that they are right there in front of you you wouldn't want to uh light yourself on fire so i don't expect you to hold a candle or anything like that but you are, uh, you are the divine spark within. So that is your illumination. Their illumination is that candle. That's what shows them the way to you. That's what brings them forward. That's what, um, that's what moves them to your current. Okay, so they have their illumination. You have your illumination. As your two illuminations hit. That's where the spark of uh, creation happens, and that's where communication begins, all right? That spark of, uh, of creation, and it's basically, uh, it's similar to access consciousness, the POC, the point of creation, okay? Uh, now, you can use POC and POD, very similar in ancestral healing, okay? And I'll explain that in just a moment but uh but once communication happens that's where it is that's that's where you want to begin to start cultivating begin to start uh begin to start moving it in a way of um a way of a relationship as if they were um, back alive okay Um, and my grandmother, my grandfather, and my aunts, my uncles, they're very much alive to me today, and uh, all that has died on them was their physical vessel, and that's what I see is, uh, is basically, um, has basically, uh, moved on or died, okay? Uh, their spirit is very much alive with me here in the physical, uh, guiding, um, uh, seeing me through, protecting me along my way, along my journey, along my path, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, they don't uh, sit there and um, and uh, dive in on your personal uh, uh, vendettas of your or of your conversation. So don't worry, they're not perverts, okay? So uh, they are their ancestors, okay? Now, another thing that uh, once uh, the point of creation happens and communication happens, um, <clears throat> you always want to make sure that once you're finished with the conversation, that you always say goodbye or that you say uh your farewells or that you depart them all right you don't want them sitting there looming over your uh ancestor altar uh and um, them just be over your ancestor altar all day long when they have other stuff to do allow them their time so basically say all right um ma pa aunt and uncle thank you so much for uh for coming to join me thank you so much for um, having this tea with me i appreciate you uh, much love to you blessings farewell and then i like to leave the coffee there or the water there uh and some folks will leave it from monday to monday some folks will change it out each day some folks uh it all depends, whatever tickles your fancy, do it. All right. Um, then there is another way that you can venerate your ancestors. And a venera- uh, veneration of your ancestors this way is a little bit fun and a little probably uh, your family will look at you like you're weird and you're insane. But if you live alone, you could probably do it and get away with it. Um, but it's called the Dumb Supper. And you can do it on October third, or you can actually do it uh, any day of October, or you can do it any day within the week of Halloween. All right, depends on whatever float you boat, whatever makes you fit. um all fancy. You do it your way, but I like to uh, at least try to get a week, uh, at least a week before. The uh or at least a week before, um the veil has thinned all the way, or during uh during the uh when the veil is thin, and how I basically do this is I give them a place at my dinner table, and I would set it just like I would be setting it for y'all. I would setting it, uh, be setting it just like uh they were getting ready to show up at the door all right so you would set it like you would set a normal human being's plate at the uh, dinner table and some folks will uh, leave it there all night i like to uh, after i finish my dinner i like to take the plate and i i'm extra so i go to the graveyard and take it to the graveyard but some folks will sit outside uh, uh, on their front porch step or their side porch and I'm really extra. So I take a bunch of clients apples on Halloween night and take them to the graveyard in honor of their uh, for blessings for them. But um, y'all don't have to do that. But that's just uh, what I do. It's a, It's a tradition. And these traditions, uh, these traditions are actually something that um, my ans- my ancestors actually done before. So, so it's very much uh, ancestral. Okay, so um, this kind of goes along with the uh, with the whole uh, next activation, which is uh, basically going to be ancestral. Uh, well, an activation of ancestral healing, uh, which I'll get into that in just a moment. Um, but <clears throat> another practice uh, for ancestor veneration and, and ancestor um, quote unquote um, workings is where you put particular petitions or prayers or write them out on uh, on fake money okay um i could show you some uh some of this ancestor money but i don't have any of it handy on me but it just looks like um kind of like monopoly money um uh, some some of the pa- uh, papers will have uh the traditional hell bank notes some uh some of them will have um head and bank notes. Some, uh, some of them will have angel notes. It all depends on uh, particularly where you get them from. Um, one of the uh, specific uh, one of the specific things that I like to uh, do, some folks just place this ancestor money on the ancestor altar. I like to burn it, all right? And the reason why I like to burn it is because, and uh, my tradition, Um, burnt offerings actually send the prayers up to the heavens or up to uh, the uh, ethers uh, or up to the spirit world where they can hear it, where they can uh, receive it or wherever, uh, whichever ancestor wants to grab a hold of it, they can use it and, uh, and then they can actually they don't necessarily go to like uh, your Kroger and go buy dinner or anything like that. It's more along the lines of uh, they they use the energy of it for blessings in the form of uh, what, uh, kind of in the form of um, of manna or of, uh, of that energy um, of life force, there you go life force energy and once you once you burn it some folks say you need to let the ashes uh, uh, go away with the wind i like to be extra and i like to go and do my uh, ashes over like a bridge graveyard i take it to the normal uh i take it to normal crossroad areas and my uh, thought of a crossroad area is not necessarily a railroad track, okay? My crossroads uh, area is where two lines intersect, where two places intersect. And what I mean by that is like a graveyard. A graveyard is a crossroads because it is uh, it is the existence of two places. It is the spirit world and it is the living, all right? Because you can actually walk in it and then you can actually visit it all right because it is hollow ground all right second off is the ocean or a body of water because the reflection is a portal into the energies of the spirit world all right use that reflection use that portal very simple it's just like a mirror a mirror is used as a portal i have um brought through many spirits through a mirror I have uh, communicated with many spirits through a mirror. Uh, A mirror is what you call a portal. Uh, And a lot of uh, traditions uh, say that once a family member passes away, you're supposed to cover your uh, mirrors for uh, three days, or uh, you're supposed to cover your mirrors for nine days, it all depends on your tradition. But that is basically, well, there's to, uh, well, there's there's a handful of beliefs there, but I'm just going to name a few. Uh, one that their uh, their soul don't get lost in a mirror dimension, and some folks believe in a mirror dimension, and uh, and there is a mirror dimension, but that's a whole nother radio show as well. Um, but then there there is so that. Um, they they believe that when the soul crosses over, the soul will already enter into the mirror and go into the spirit world. So that is where you throw a black cloth over it so no spirits enter after, okay? Because you don't want uh, negative energies or negative spirits to attach to your ancestor going through the portal, okay? I wouldn't want that to happen. I know it, not y'all either. So uh, it's, I mean, it if you look back in folklore, you will find a lot of things, uh, a lot of things there is, um, there's a lot of truth there, but there's also a lot of myth there too, okay? You just have to make sure that you read between lines, all right? So let's go ahead and do some ancestral healing okay okay so i want everyone to connect back into their life force energy and i can just connect back into their heart and just take deep breaths in And we're gonna move our consciousness back in time to a time, and we're gonna visualize ourselves as one of our ancestors. As we visualize ourselves as one of our ancestors, we are going to create a healing cocoon around that energy of that ancestor and be able to step out of that cocoon And allow for that healing to move through the generations as the cocooning process continues for a total of 72 hours, okay? So do not worry, you will be able to get out of this cocoon. But I want you to visualize yourself as your favorite or your most beloved ancestor.
2: And if you find that hard, just imagine and we'll take deep breaths in. the <laughs> star. Rata ishte ele kya awa at ayinu ur Siwa Ari et ele siya ara at ayinu ur Delo kora tosta siya et ur et epkai et ur et ayinu ur Delo kreti et eshiya Velo Delo kosi te meana Prote si hiti muka ne Lak ja Tashiene Lakies. Lokja Lokoran awa ataite ele sisiati atuda. Atahid ilaka ara ukuput. Bind the hila it ishak ulaqya la baala. Dela re de danu ureta amakata arati it ishtyanu ure. Bideh dok ure and mahatha ala pyata ala preata ishti inu kut ut awa atakyana ak dela, dela, ila kriyan u rat ayat ila kush ar it ishtmine. Broad oak dar is it would mdela create dela oak ore star rock them. Then loco dela si si maat. Jela creed elo stolo could ore at a manaid. Delay seed they make it. emma dela kias. There came a kia lacure to put a vocod at a kish. In the house, talk Yamukunu. Hela, who? De la, ish, Imma Akata Dand e ete it umba at a reed e dumdor in E Ela hore tamatia. E up is tau tish tembo dandia. Ela et octu. Bende etiasto or it ashtende et it. Wood E Ian. Edo kut ashtende etis. Yaku Kama are tails, he took on. at Awa da ana ait. He less tail kyama aura. He ne kyolo uri it amapa. He stalestis. Gonde eva Awat awa at ait. We the it amwa. He kindo o rashed. He And deep
1: breath in, allowing that energy break from that cocoon, as that energy breaks from that cocoon, allowing that consciousness of that elder of that ancestor. continue receiving that ancestral healing as you move back into your space. As you move back into your space, we're going to ground you out with the Pisces constellation five
2: miles down five miles (laughs) out.
1: And we're going to call in the light of the Oficial Constellation to integrate this into your your central nervous system. And may see waves of energy coming off of your auric field. Because remember, this is coming through your generations. All right, so it's going. Uh, your generate uh, your orc field has seven layers, so it is the direct reflection of seven uh, seven hundred years of your direct lineage. All right, it doesn't just hold your energy field; it also holds your uh, your family information. So does your DNA all right so does every cell in your body all right so that particularly is the ancestral healing and the ancestral um the thing about the ancestral uh cocooning like i said it's going to last for about 72 hours and as the energy uh continues to uh, cocoon around that particular ancestor or around that uh, uh, around that consciousness, you're going to uh, basically feel this uh, radiate through your energy field too because this is, uh, this is working through your molecular level and your uh, cellular <clears throat> your cellular level as well. Uh, now, if you didn't notice there was a slight differential uh within uh the light language and i just heard the first little bit and then the last little bit um uh but you there was a slight differential within this uh due to the elementals came in and started uh to do the cocooning all right so um i don't know about. I don't know about everyone on this uh, call, but there is uh, well, there is elemental consciousness that is definitely present here on the call. There's a lot of there's a lot of different consciousnesses that are uh, present here on the call, and um, um, I would love to start uh, to get to work with them. So. Um, I believe that is pretty much of the presentation. Um, so... Uh, I was just going
0: to ask everybody how they're doing because after this last little activation, I'm like yawning like crazy and I can barely keep my eyes open.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can barely keep my eyes open. I'm like, oh my God. Just like,
1: ah, right? Yes. Yes, the energy is definitely... Uh, definitely intense and definitely present.
0: Yeah, definitely. My God. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how are you all doing? What did you perceive? What did you experience during the two activations? Because um, it's definitely we're processing. You know, it's happening. And you. And what did you say about the ancestral one? Is going to continue for how many hours? Could you say something about that? What is that? Did you say something about how long this ancestral?
1: Oh, about is- 72 hours. Uh, hours. I'm sorry. I was actually looking at the uh, chat room, uh, but yeah. about 72 hours. Uh, okay. Some of them will, uh, will probably finish, uh, finish around the uh, 70 hour mark. Um, maybe some, uh, some folks will finish around the 74 hour mark, but it all depends. uh it's all within that range and it should not be that um, um, it should not be that taxing on the energy field or um, uh, the chakras mm-hmm. uh, you will notice the energy and be aware of the energy moving through your uh, through your atmosphere but it should not, um, it should not knock you out. And, right. It'll
0: pass. It'll pass. Yeah, a it bit will surely. pass.
3: Yeah. And I
1: will <laughs> tell you, it's probably going to be intensified tomorrow because we have the full moon and mm-hmm. it's Aries, and it's the last little bit of Aries too. So she's a little bit on the crucial side. <laughs> awesome. Great. Right. Yes. Yes, and <laughs> she's also square Pluto too. So. You're in uh, whoever's got uh, Pluto transiting in the chart that's uh, ill-aspected is probably going to have some emotional times tomorrow. So stay yeah. calm,
0: everyone, drink water.
1: Yes, ground, ground, ground,
0: ground, ground, ground. Yeah, so all right, do you want to take a few questions?
1: Sure. All sure. right,
0: so if you have a question for Brian, um, you can raise your hand or you can put your question in the chat. So just really quickly, there was an interesting question from Joseph about cats. And he mentioned something about his cat absolutely hates to look into mirrors. Do you have any idea? Because when you were talking about mirrors, you know?
1: Okay. So, well, uh, particularly about cats. So cats are very, uh, very open, very connected to the spirit world. I'm very fond of cats. I have many. Um, uh, but they are uh, they are what I call my familiar spirits, and they uh, they help me. Uh, they basically keep me protected, so they are a protector. Uh, mm-hmm. They protect energy fields. They uh, warn you about things. They. Um, I always. Uh, well, my grandmother always said, "Look to the animals. If the animals are acting weird." then something's up, all yeah. right? Always look to the animals and also listen to the crickets. If the crickets' uh, sounds or if the crickets' um, uh, tone or music or song is off, then you know something's going on.
0: Okay, so why would his cat not like looking to the mirror?
1: Well, that basically... Uh, Hmm. let me see here so what i see here is that um well mirrors being active portals and and that home actually having two active portals in it um, and what i mean by active portals is these portal portals are active due to healing work or energy work that uh is done within it or uh energy work that is um that is created there or that is in creation there it almost feels to me like i i don't know why i keep on getting this but it almost feels to me like there is a modality that is sitting underneath his nose and what i mean by that is that there is um there is a uh, uh, this questioner. Um, there is a there's a healing modality or a uh, spiritual mo- modality that is of ancient is of well is of ancient or is of another dimension that needs to come here into the present. And it feels to me like it's just right there at the edge of their work field that they need to bring it in. They need to fully fully allow it to merge with self. And I believe it has something to do with the fear of power.
0: Cool. Joseph, how does that resonate with you? Let us know in the chat. Um... So Danny was asking the question about if we don't know our ancestors and just visualize the presence, how does that affect the cocoon?
1: That, um, that affects the cocoon the same way. Um, same, um, same instances. Uh, probably just with a little less intensity, but mm-hmm. it still is going to make an effect because you created it.
0: Awesome. So it's fine if you don't know your ancestors and you just realize the presence. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Good question. And Annie's asking, she says, one of my cats jumps at our dining room wall at one specific spot. What's going on?
2: So.
0: I'm assuming that's what you want to know, Annie.
2: (laughs) All right.
1: So, um, so, Annie, what this feels to me like is that uh, that that specific spot or that specific doorway, I'm going to call it a doorway or a gateway, mm-hmm. because how I'm seeing it is kind of like a, um, a door. It's kind of like a door where uh, things cross through. You know how uh, some things can cross through a shadow or cross through um, a body of water or cross through from a mirror. Mm -hmm. Um, Energies uh, can definitely uh, cross through what is a created door and it be created um, by thought. And uh, I like to call this uh, a quote unquote tulpa. Um, because it is a uh, thought manifested creation. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome, good. So Annie, let us know how you feel about that. Type it in the chat. All right, Rebecca, you've had your hand raised for a while.
4: Hi. What's
0: your your question?
4: My question is, um, so my good friend Chuck passed away on January 6th this year. And um, I miss him a lot, a lot. And uh, I don't know. I just want to know how he's doing. And like, was it? I get. I mean, it's a silly question, but was it really the right time for him to go? He was only sixty-eight.
1: It was the my In time. Heart, this was. This was a exit point all right he chose this exit point because it manifested itself at the correct timing and particularly that's within his uh framing of that exit point all right so basically what i'm trying to get at here is this this particular soul Stepping forward in it, and what is being shown to me is that this was definitely in divine timing. He he basically knows that, that he left and that you basically dearly missed him But he wants uh, you to release that um, mourning and that grief and to take this particular time and this particular uh, understanding of now and move forward. Not no longer allow for that, that heaviness of that grief, that mourning to hold you back. That mourning isn't what he wants you to do. He wants you to be free and be able to move past what, what his life could no longer provide for you. Okay. He, he, I know he provided a lot. You provided a lot to him. Y'all provided a lot um, uh, in mutual um, reciprocation, but the energy there, the energy there basically ran its course. It, it doesn't mean that y'all's relationship is over. Y'all have coffee, uh, coffee every morning. <laughs> Y'all have coffee every morning. And I know he's sitting there uh, uh, patting you on that back. Here, I always feel him right here. Patting you on that back, saying, sweetheart. Don't miss me. I'm right here. That's what he always tells me. He's like, they like, go, oh, I miss you so
4: much, Chuck, and he's like, oh, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And I tell him, yeah, but it's not the same for me. Oh, you know, it's it's, it's it's different. Like in some ways, it's better because I'm connecting with just his pure essence, his pure soul. You know
1: focus and on that I, I understand that the vessel is what a lot of us long and what a lot of us crave back but understand that that's just the shell that held everything that was good and in this case and in this show bad at the same time all into one okay so take it Take it from the, uh, someone that deals with spirit on a day-to-day basis. Take it from me, sweetheart. You wouldn't want them back in this hell. This earth right here, right here, is is our is our personal reality of what we make it. Okay, and with the things that are going on on the earth at this time. I mean I personally and I know it uh it may sound bad in some folks eyes but I would not wish my ancestors back for anything back in this world because this mm, this in my eyes is is not my cup of tea.
0: And you know and so, I would just say um, also Rebecca just you know we do choose when we come and when we go right so honor his choice that yeah he chose to go so honor his choice and by you you know there's a grieving process for sure but you know respect his choice right and you and like you said he's still with you he's still
4: with you right i mean i do i do and that's why i said it was kind of a silly question but i
1: guess i just wanted the
4: reassurance
1: (laughs) yeah reassurance is always good uh, um for for quite a few reasons and reassurance really suits the heart. So Rebecca, I send all his energy back to you and I tell you uh definitely, definitely hold him uh in your space on um, this salin and basically continue to have your cups of coffee.
0: Yeah, and, and be grateful that you still have this connection and communication, you know, with
1: him.
4: It's yes. yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think right. I want to learn, I want to learn mediumship so I can hear him better.
0: Well, why don't you get Brian. a session with with Brian and then you can talk about that with him even more because he is an amazing, amazing medium. And I think he does training and things like that too, but talk, okay. get, yeah, get, get a session with him, talk, he's amazing. I mean, I've I've said that from years now that, you know if you want to get confirmation and information and just stuff, talk to Brian. He, he will help you. Okay.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah. And then he'll give you tips, even like, even if you don't take a full-on training, he will give you tips on what to do. <laughs> Most definitely.
3: Yeah. Thank just
4: you so much.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Rebecca.
4: You um,
0: <laughs> Awesome. And be gentle with yourself, my dear. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so before I'm going to, we'll take a few more questions in just a minute, but I just want to talk about, because we are at the top of the hour or beyond, and I just want to talk about the special offer packages, Brian, really quickly, where are you? There you are. So um, the, the packages are similar to what we did in July or June or whatever it was, but we've added some stuff to it. So <laughs> hopefully I did it right. So the package is available at alara.at for slash show forward slash Brian 10, B-R-Y-A-N 10. So, Brian, let's quickly talk about the packages here. There we go. Um, there's package A, B, and C, right? Yes. I, I still think I, I messed up, but I maybe not.
1: <laughs> okay. So, package A, item one is a 30-minute intuitive reading with me. And mm-hmm. then two light language activations. Uh, and then a bonus of an asteroid 13, which is the GERIA. Uh, which is the light language activation and the uh, sigil, which is a special offer for $97. And okay. basically them, um, those particular, um, uh, that particular package is for people that just want to brush real quickly uh, up with uh, some confirmation and some questions. And then the light language activations will uh, will intensify uh, your, your light codes and the downloads that are coming in at uh, on, a, uh, on a day-to-day basis, as well as also on a, um, excuse me, on a, um, on a moon or new moon and full moon basis. Um, and then also uh, we'll even uh, activate certain psychic abilities for you, uh, activate per, uh, particular potential um, the asteroid uh, 13 Algeria, uh light language and active, or activation and sigil. So basically the sigil is a symbol and the, uh, uh, the light language activation is an MP3. You listen to the MP3 during uh, the time that you are staring or gazing at the sigil. And what this does is the asteroid 13 Ageria basically... Is a essence of a goddess that will amplify and intensify your psychic abilities, your healing abilities, and your magical abilities. Now, probably y'all are all, uh, all afraid when I say magical. Don't worry, magical <laughs> is not a bad word. Magical just means that um, you are a plus and 100. Um, so Package, uh, but the uh, asteroid thirteen Ageria light language activation and sigil is available in all three packages. So uh, you can actually get it in all three packages. Um, but in package B, is item number one is a 60-minute intuitive reading with uh, with me, and then item number two is the two light language activations from uh, package A. And then item number three is uh, my particular – it is a remembered – it's not a new – well, it's new to this world, but remembered for me, okay? Mm -hmm. It's remembered healing modality that uses numerical codes that get downloaded within the DNA to make changes that go along with the stars and the constellations within our skies. So I'm one of the magical practitioners that work specifically with um, with astrological correspondences and uh, prepping oils and uh, prepping incenses uh, according to uh, astrological correspondences. Um, Those particular uh, workings go hand in hand in the StarC DNA, numerical code healing practitioner training. There is a master's training and there is a teacher's training. The teacher's training is actually getting ready to uh, come out uh, in 2022. But this one, uh, this actually uh, has not a set date yet because I am trying to gather everybody from, um, uh, I believe it was August's or August show um, and or earlier than that show. And then also this show, I'm trying to gather as uh, many folks uh, that would like to gain knowledge and gain wisdom of this particular uh, uh, healing modality so that will be available, and then you get the bonus. Uh, that package is $197. And then in package C, which is a value of $700, which for a special offer of $333. So you get a 60-minute uh, reading with me, the two light language activations, the Star Starseed DNA Numerical Code Healing Practitioner Training, the seven Pleiades uh, sisters, Uh, seven MP3 recordings, which these are seven um, particular star um, recordings that uh, pertain to each of the seven sisters, that uh, as well as also uh, a bonus of Pleon and Atlas, which is the divine mother and father activation, which Pleon and Atlas was the mother and father of the seven Pleiadian sisters. Um, then you will also get another bonus, which is, or uh, yes, another bonus, which is item number six, which is a freedom potion, which is how to make and also the calibration MP3 recording. Uh, and what this basically is, is this frees you from restraints and limitations. Okay. This is a, uh, a particular um, This is a particular quote-unquote potion or um, mixture. Uh, You cannot eat it, all right? So don't try to put it in your mouth. But it is a freedom potion that you basically put on uh, your pulse points, um, third eye, crown chakra, your particular chakra points. And you can... Calibrate your whole entire uh, um, creation of the mixture, or you can calibrate uh, calibrate it on your body. So what I mean by that is, you listen to the MP3 recording after you apply the um, potion, or you can listen to the uh, recording uh, app. Uh, as you're making uh, the potion. And it's a very simple um, mixture. It's not something that it takes a rocket science. So don't worry. Um, You get also a bonus of the Asteroid 13 Ageria light language activation and sigil. So um, there is a list of what it all entails in each package. Um, Alara is very thorough in her website. So <laughs> definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, thank
0: you. And of course the 24 hour special is available, which is a 10% gift from me to you. So please do take advantage of that. And the code is TACS10 for each of the packages as well. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> So how far in advance are you booked, Brian, for your sessions? I
1: am actually booking uh, directly. Well, I have a kind of uh, hectic schedule during um, the next two weeks. So I have two initiations and all that good stuff and blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) I'll go into that later. But um, that... I can actually book in between um,
2: okay, events cool.
1: and things. So definitely you will get booked. So we don't have to wait booked. months? Is
0: yeah,
1: booked? you do not have to wait, no, two, three, four months. No, thank um, Max, you will probably have to wait is about seven days.
0: Okay, that's not bad. Good, thank you. I, always, I was like, I don't know if people ask that question, but I always like to know because it's like, oh my goodness. You know, I've had to wait months four or five months once, and it's like, I don't even know what the question was.
1: <laughs> and I mean am up at all hours of the night. So I yes. uh, deal with international clients. So uh, so I'm free for people all over the world. Awesome, good. So again, the
0: packages are available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Brian 10, B-R-Y-A-N 10. All right, so I wanted to just take a few more quick questions. Um, there's some follow-up questions in the chat. Libra has her hand raised. Uh, Libra, what's your question?
3: Hello, hello, everyone. Um, I have a question, and it's it's sort of about maybe how I could find the answer out myself, but basically this is what it is. My grandmother, um, we, we were very close, and then she called me and she said, there's something I have to tell you, but there are all these people around. I can't tell you. And then she ended up, going to the hospital. She was in transition. She died. Um, I had, I've had, i had a lot of dreams since then where she's, she can't speak to me. So when she was in transition, I was speaking. I couldn't get any, obviously, any response, but I was talking to her. But in my dreams, since she died, she's still not speaking, but she seems annoyed or angry or frustrated. I don't know what's going on. I see her walking in my home sometimes, visiting, hanging out with my child. But- I don't seem there's no warmth. There's no or I don't know, even when I have dreams of her, I feel like maybe that's not her. It's something taking on the form of her. But I'm not really sure what's going on. I don't know if she's is she annoyed?
1: You know, she's is she not annoyed? So uh, so human emotion, um, human emotion is really not expressed the same way as it is over here, as it is over there, okay? Human emotion is very complex and different over there. Okay. Now, spirit emotion is a little bit complex, but it goes on a vibration and a current. Okay. Right? So what you really have to do, and I'm going to tell you how to uh, um, get her to uh, show... Uh, see if it is not so what religion do you go uh goodbye
3: i'm christian but i just feel like i'm very just spiritual all right what did I she say
4: go that.
1: by?
3: she was definitely religious in the bible christian okay.
4: Sure. all
1: right so what you want to do specifically with a religious lady and as religiously uh as you say she was you want to ask when you see her in your dream if you can pull yourself back, or if you can basically bring yourself to that, um, I guess you would say bring yourself to that particular um, awareness, if you can ask her, "Do um, do you come washed in the blood of Jesus? If she says yes, then you know you can trust her okay okay but if she says no and then she goes into like a puff of smoke or um or she starts to fade then you know she's going to uh, manifest into something else Mm. okay so basically this is this is how you can compel a spirit to show its true form okay because the true uh because they always uh, say that um, that say for instance, a uh, with particular uh, religious dogma such as Christianity um, uh, in their belief, they say that um, demons can't uh, can't basically uh, deny or lie if you ask them if they've been washed in the blood of Jesus or washed in the blood of Jesus Christ or washed in the blood of Jesus of Nazareth mm-hmm. uh etc 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 and the many names of God okay mm-hmm. um but you always want to find now you that's where you always want to find out with uh when you're doing ancestral work or ancestral healing if uh your ancestors were religious yes. because if they were religious that's where you have to start you mm-hmm. have to start at that foundation because if you don't start at that foundation that foundation will basically get you in trouble all right because that's where their dogma begins right. that's where their beliefs start that's that knot. all right what you got to do is you got to connect that shoestring. That's what one of my teachers taught me. You got to make sure that you uh, connect both loops. All right. Okay. Do you
3: think that she's? I mean, I am seeing her around the house. I'm assuming that is really actually her, and that she's okay. You
1: normally, um, if you are experiencing, um, uh, say, for instance, with your, uh, with your um child uh experiencing it or your kid experiencing it um normally since their energy is so innocent and so uh, um uh hasn't been humanly conditioned or humanly tainted um then uh what what happens is they say that a child Really, uh, really has the ability to attract positive more than the negative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, say for instance, if they're in a uh, crying temper tantrum fit, you know that that raw emotion is going to manifest something different. That could be uh, manifested as a TOLPA. Okay. But Annie uh, heard the word of uh, it's not a TOLPA. Uh, which is a doorway or something that is created, all right, so, uh, but raw emotion can create things, so uh, always remember, uh, discipline that tantrum, but uh, uh, allow that tantrum to happen for a moment, but make sure you discipline it too, because, uh, but most definitely your, your child is most definitely probably seeing your grandmother Mm -hmm. uh i would uh, i would say almost 90 uh, percent that she's seeing uh her grandmother um and with you i would say that you're probably manifesting a lot of your unconscious fears a lot of your unconscious fears that your grandmother was is mad that maybe you didn't listen or maybe you're not hearing her correctly, or you're not opening up your ears, um, or that you maybe think that um, possibly uh, she's not proud of you, Mm -hmm. maybe something uh, similar to that. But I really feel as if it's something to do with uh, a manifestation of your unconscious fears. Mm -hmm. So I would highly recommend a, a session with me. Okay. So uh, I look forward to working with you.
3: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome.
0: Awesome, thank you Libra. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so um, I know that Annie still wants to know what a tolpa is, just, you know, and
1: what what created the doorway or what is its purpose? Um, What created the doorway? Well, uh, the doorway could, uh, like I said, it could be manifested by raw emotion. Raw emotion can manifest uh, a doorway. Uh, raw emotion can literally manifest anything. Mm-hmm. All right, and you just have to know how to manipulate and uh, and groove that energy together to create um, different different manifestations of things. All right. Uh, it's very similar to um, to spell work. Um, you can make or you can create. Um, you can create things very simply by uh, art of manifesting. It's by mag- uh, magnetization. It's by uh, putting out that. Um, putting out that antenna or putting out that, um, that um, they call it the dragon eye or the third eye, and grabbing it up with your eye and seeing it in your space, illuminating it in your space. Okay, so it's, it's really all about illumination and balance. Awesome.
0: Good. And Joseph was saying um, uh, about, you know, the the healing modality or spiritual modality. He said it sounds good, but he said, but as I experience the environment is either ignoring or being not very happy with what I bring in. And he said, not that I consciously know what I bring in. (laughs) So he doesn't consciously know what he brings in and he doesn't feel like
1: the environment is supportive of it. Um... The environment uh, around you may not be supportive of it, but your environment is getting ready to uh, be uh, very supportive of it um, due to the simple fact that with all of these uh, past retrograding planets, uh, you're going to see uh, a lot of uh, things start to transform. Uh, A lot of the, uh, um, a lot of the bad or a lot of the uh, not so good things or uh, not so bad things. um, Well, a lot of the more darker aspected uh, things are, are kind of done, kind of completed. All right. Because you got to remember the retrograding of a planet is the negative aspect or the darker aspect of what a di- uh, or a planet moving forward is okay so with out uh, with the uh the planets that just moved uh, back direct with these particular uh planets moving back direct they are going to um make a whole uh, a whole lot of difference to a lot of people's lives, and even uh, even Mother Earth's uh, and the universe's um, consciousness as well, because uh, everything uh, everything is connected back up to the stars and the planets. So awesome. um, look at that. I mean, look at it, y'all. So, I mean, so things are getting better.
0: Things are gonna get better
1: now. Yes, things are going to uh, start looking up. Things are going to start getting more, uh, more progressive spiritually. You're going to start seeing a lot more truth. You're going to start seeing a lot more things start to wake up. You're gonna, That is the reason why you're seeing all these spiritual people pop out of the woodwork. All right. I mean. Uh, I mean, you have you have a terror reader, a healer, and a uh, and a newly born um, psychic popping up on uh, Instagram or Facebook every other week. I mean, you. I mean, I have seen the psychic community. I mean, we got uh, we do have our uh, our few bad apples, but um, but there are some very talented psychics. There's very talented magical practitioners. There's very, very talented um aware psychiatrists or psychologists. Um there's a lot of aware people out there and uh and people just need to uh, realize that we are on a, a a forward walk not a backwards mm-hmm. walk all right we are yeah. uh, trying to move forward uh, upon this spiritual evolution uh, or upon the spiritual path of evolution okay so it's it's basically continue to continue to move forward but move forward in a way that is true for you uh just like i said before um and if a person wanted rules they go to church and i know some (laughs) of y'all may go to church but i'm not trying to uh, dish y'all or anything but that's uh i mean a lot of the uh most wonderful prophets and the most wonderful preachers and they uh came from preaching on the streets and they came from uh from a lot of back then they didn't have churches back then so uh it's a lot of things have have changed okay and Mm -hmm. allow that change to continue because that's what we need we don't need to sit here and continue to Uh, continue to allow um, allow the energy just to stay stagnant we need to allow for metamorphosis to take place and metamorphosis is transformation
0: absolutely yep absolutely so stay positive can't talk now my voice is going Um, I just want to say really quickly to Elizabeth um no the laying laying Buddha has nothing to do with death I don't know why you would think that but it's like I don't know why you would think that but it has nothing to do with death <laughs> so uh, I'm sure in, somewhere in this picture there is a laying Buddha yeah there he is right there has nothing to do with death okay <laughs> so you know I don't know what's in your mind <laughs> but no uh it's about peace, relaxation. It's about enlightenment. It's sure, death of the ego is always good, but you know, we still need to. We still don't.
1: We need to ignite that ego. Yeah, not we need. Kill if, it.
0: If we can't kill the ego because then we wouldn't be able to function here, you know, in this reality. We still need the ego to
1: function. Exactly, but we it, it's need about, that ego.
0: Yeah, we, it's about training that ego to be our servant or you know our friend or our resource not not be at the uh expense of it or be in control have it be in control of us right yeah
1: exactly
0: we need the ego in balance, absolutely Annie <laughs> I think Annie brought that yeah yeah okay all right wonderful that was great uh Brian thank you I mean that's what we needed to hear at the end because I normally ask do you have any last words of wisdom well that was perfect you know that things are getting better and better all the time But yes, keep working on your shadow self. Working on it means acknowledging it, looking at it, seeing it, seeing what needs to be healed, cleared, et cetera. But it's not about the death of it. It's about the uh, acknowledgement of it and just loving yourself in spite of, you know, some negative things, you know, that we have, right? We're not all perfect. We're all still growing. We're still all evolving and we still have issues. You know, like I still had some issues coming up from like, 30 years ago it's like oh shit <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like all right we're Allow going that. That
1: awakening of that dark angel yeah
0: embrace uh, the awakening of that dark angel because that's going to bring more light to you when you start to embrace it instead of resist it and hide from it and push it down exactly. right Exactly. yeah awesome and again t- please do take a look at the packages and he said she already she bought the package so she can talk more with you about the tulpa or the the doorway or etc whatever right so awesome perfect And the packages, again, are available at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Brian 10, B-R-Y-A-N 10, okay? And um, I always say this about sessions with Brian, you will not regret it, okay? So he always over delivers. He always, you know, gives way more than you expect um, and way more than he promises in, in a package. So I'm just saying, so it's definitely worth getting a session with Brian, just if it's you know, even if it's you want reassurance or confirmation or validation or it's like, hey, can you just give me some tips on what to do with this? How do I deal with this? And how can I how can I, you know, do light language or how can I do more mediumship or how can I connect more, you know, more deeply with my ancestors, etc. Whatever it happens to be, Brian can help you. OK. All right, thank you, Brian.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Larry. Thank you for having me.
0: And I know we're still gonna be processing for the next seven to two hours. So be gentle, gentle, gentle with yourself. All right, thank you so much, everyone. Until my voice is going. So um, until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now.